Normally, I'm a good student. I study hard, I do my readings, and I turn everything in on time. I have no idea why I was struggling so badly in my economics class. Maybe it was the fact that both of the tag team professors were drop-dead gorgeous. Dr. Franklin was tall and blonde and lean, with a tingling Australian accent. Dr. Anderson was shorter, with dark hair, a very muscular build, and a honeyed southern accent. All the girls in class were just goggle-eyed over them. And I was no exception. I was doing the homework and the readings, but I was just never focused on economics in class. It seemed like such a boring and dry topic for those two sexy men to be so interested in. Truth be told, despite my firm body and trim build and flowing hair, I am a very good and disciplined student. Most teachers and professors write me off the minute they see the bouncing ponytail and sparkling eyes. But I have a pretty good brain, and I am not afraid to use it. I get a personal thrill from letting them think all of their stupid stereotypes and then blowing them out of the water when I turn out to be smart, witty, and intelligent. My chemistry and calculus professors were amazed. Writing is less of a gift, so my English teacher was not as amazed as the others. I was a cheerleader in high school and also top 10% of my graduating class. He did not find that combination very often. But that was why the economics class was so frustrating. I knew that I was living up to whatever stereotypes they thought about me, and that irritated the hell out of me. I was moaning to my friends one Friday night. Come on, I'm not stupid. I know what they think of me, and I hate that I'm proving them right. Suzanne laughed at me. Oh, come off it, Stacy. Just because you have a B plus. It was the end of August, an and the days were just starting to cool off. I had just graduated college, and summer was coming to a close. I'd worked hard my whole academic career, staying focused and rarely going to parties. After a summer of diligent job hunting, I'd finally found a low-paying, very demanding, but upwardly mobile position in the financial sector. I couldn't be more excited. But I was also dreading the prospect of plunging right back into the grind. I was starting to worry that my opportunity to be free and reckless had already passed me by, and I was only 21. I went to the beach by myself one day, late in the afternoon. I was always nervous to go to the beach. You were so exposed, everyone practically naked. But it was an overcast day, and the wind was picking up, so I figured I may have the place to myself. So I put on my polka dot bikini, a knit shawl, and some jean shorts, and made my way down the sandy beach to the empty lifeguard stand, which I leaned against while I read a light summer romance novel. The only sounds were seagulls squawking and a woman's laugh in the distance as her boyfriend picked her up, threatening to throw her in the ocean. I looked at the two of them running down the beach. As they got closer, I saw how exotic they were. There was something very European about the couple. He had an olive complexion and was lean and well-toned, donning a speedo, unselfconsciously. She had curly brown hair, long lashes, thick brows, and a golden physique reminiscent of a 60s go-go dancer. 
I pegged them both as Italian, and they confirmed my suspicion when I heard him say to her, Siwarda in Mulasixi. As he pulled her bikini bottoms, she slapped at his hand playfully and then threw her arms around his neck, kissing him deeply as he let his hand slide down the back of her bikini bottoms. I grabbed my sunscreen and applied it to my calves, trying hard not to stare at them but still catching fleeting glances. They were a gorgeous pair, and it was hard not to look. I found myself envying them. They seemed so happy and free. I was always worrying about something, and I certainly never made time for boys. My mother always told me, you'll have plenty of time for boys, you can only get your education now. 